0: open them up to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Oh, my my my. The atmosphere is so awesome in here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost come minister to each individual in this place, each one watching around the world right now by the way of the internet. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right, Ephesians 6:12. One verse. And it says this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Today I want to talk about ten passages of Scripture that will help you in the area of spiritual warfare. These ten verses are spiritual ammunition for the battle. These are stones to put in your bag to come against the giants in your life. Are you hearing me, somebody? Now, of course, Satan and evil spirits, uh, they hate the whole Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation. How many of you know that? But listen to me. There are certain passages that directly address them and our authority over them as Christians they hate that and there have been times when Elizabeth and I have been ministering deliverance or doing an exorcism over an individual and we've used these scriptures we we verbally spoke these scriptures as we're confronting the demonic spirits and it caused the demonic spirits inside of these people to to have a fit of rage and anger. They didn't want to hear these scriptures. How many of you want to know what they are? These ten scriptures, I'm telling you, they hit a spiritual nerve in the enemy. (laughs) Hallelujah. Listen to me. You will never be able to win a battle against the forces of darkness by natural means by anything in the natural realm. It can only be won by spiritual means. A spiritual battle can only be won by spiritual means. And that comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the written Word of God. Amen? Some of you wives, some of you husbands think that there's uh, That your husband or wife is just being a jerk? I'm telling you, there's something behind it. There's something spiritual. You can't fight it in the natural. Hello, somebody. On. This is a spiritual battle. Yes, sir. There's a wrestling match going on. Amen? Yeah. Go to 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. And let's read these verses here. Hallelujah. Some of you are trying to fight sickness and disease only in the natural. Come on, we know that's not where your answer is at. It's got to be found in the Lord Jesus Christ and the written Word of God. Amen? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought. Say thought. Thought. Say every every thought. Every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. Have you ever known a person who was an unbeliever and they knew they were being attacked by some evil beings? And then they put up crucifixes, they put gargoyles in their front yard, by the front door, to try to scare away evil spirits. Or maybe you know someone who has buried an object, they're trying to sell a house and they buried an object in, in the, on the property, and supposedly that was supposed to be good luck. Are you hearing me? Or how about someone who prays to a dead saint for something? How about unbelievers who they know they have demons, they know they have something evil inside of them, but they still avoid the Lord Jesus Christ, and they try to go to psychics or witch doctors for an exorcism. Listen to me. You cannot fight witchcraft with witchcraft. You cannot fight the occult with the occult. Jesus said this, Satan cannot cast out Satan. Are you hearing me, somebody? The only power able to defeat the power of the devil is found in the name of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus, and the word of God. Are you hearing me? And that power of God is manifested against the enemy... By your faith in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the word of God. Last night at the healing service, I talked about sending the word, verbally speaking the word and its connection with divine healing. And this ties really right into that. So now, let's get into, I want to give you the ten scriptures that you need to pay close attention to in the word of God in the area of spiritual warfare and deliverance. And now these are in no particular order, all right? So if you're taking notes, I'm going to challenge you. I want you all to write these down. These are ten scriptures you need to memorize, and you need to meditate upon. Amen? Number one, the first scripture is Luke 10, 19. Go there with me. Luke 10, 19. And Jesus Christ himself said these words. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. (laughs) Satan and demonic spirits hate this passage, this verse of Scripture, because it specifically talks about our authority over them Listen to me, and the key part is this, and guarantees our protection as a Christian when we are on the offensive against the enemy. Too many Christians are on the defensive. They always wait for the enemy to strike first and then they do something. We need to be on the offensive. We need to just go and kick down the gates of hell. Say amen, somebody. When we walk in faith and dare to confront the enemy, there is nothing that they can do that will harm us. That's not Pastor James's good uh, little nugget. That is God's promise. You you and I, we have God's Word on it. That divine protection belongs to us. So don't back down from the enemy. It's when we shrink back with fear and fail to boldly confront the forces of evil that we are susceptible to Satan's attacks. See, a lot of people say, well, if I just back down, they're not going to bother me. When in the truth of the matter is, that's when they're going to come at you even more. That's right. They're going to come after you. They're going to do everything they can to destroy you. You need to be on the offensive. Don't get me wrong, there's going to be cheap shots. You're on the offensive. Yeah, they're going to try to give cheap shots. But we have God's word on it that divine protection belongs to us in this battle we're facing. Number two, the next scripture is Romans 8.1. Turn there with me. I'm talking about scriptures that Elizabeth and I have brought up in our sessions. And these scriptures have set people free. These scriptures, the enemy doesn't like very much. Romans 8 1. And it says this. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk or who do not live according to the flesh or sinful desires, but according to the spirit. Satan, de- Satan and demonic spirits hate this scripture because it liberates God's people yes, sir. from self-condemnation. Come on somebody, listen to me, intimidation by false guilt is one of the devil's most frequent tactics, false guilt, intimidation, working in the ministry of deliverance often, I can tell you that this is, the one, this is one of the strongest bondages and strongholds of the enemy in the life of an individual, self-condemnation. For one reason or another, Satan has individuals deceived into believing that there's no hope for them. That God can't love them. They've been too bad to come back to Father's house. Come on, somebody. Come on, brother. Satan and evil spirits, they have deceived those individuals into thinking, listen, that the blood of Jesus Christ is not strong enough Or not sufficient enough to wash away their sins. To wash away their past. See, condemnation says this. There's no hope and you're doomed to hell. Come on somebody. That is from the enemy. On the other hand, conviction from the Holy Spirit... Will always point people to Jesus and to the cleansing power of His precious blood as a way out of your sin and as a way to have a new beginning, a new start. Get out of that condemnation. Get out of that guilt. Amen? But as the scripture, this scripture points out, for those who are living a life of obedience to the Word of God, listen to me, there is no condemnation. I mean, there are people, I'm telling you right now, there's people who, who uh, they they live in holy lives, but they're, they are in constant fear that they are just doomed for hell. I'm telling you, that's demonic. That is demonic, somebody. Now, listen, number three, third scripture, turn there with me to Philippians chapter two Verses 9 through 10. Talking about spiritual warfare. How many of you are in or have been in a warfare? Spiritual battle. Yep, I think we hit a pretty common ground message today. Amen? All right. All right. Philippians 2 9 through 10 says this. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him, Jesus, the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of those in heaven, those in earth, come on, and under the earth, in hell. Satan and demons hate this scripture because it explains how effectively Christians can enforce The name which is above every name. The authority that is invested in the name of Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. This passage establishes the supremacy of the name of Jesus. in Oh, hallelujah. In every realm. There is not one area of this whole universe. Not one area where the name of Jesus Christ is not recognized. Isn't that good to know? And you live in Him. We as Christians really need to take hold of this one truth right here. It is not an option for Satan and demons to obey when the name of Jesus is spoken. It's a requirement and they know it. That's why when we got up here and prayed and commanded things to leave that aren't of God in the name of Jesus, that's why the atmosphere changed. That's right. They didn't hang around. This atmosphere is charged with the glory and presence of God. Amen. The wet blanket's no more in here. You need to know that when you speak the name of Jesus, when that name comes out of your mouth, Something powerful is taking place in the spirit realm. I'm telling you, every time you say we need to have so much more reverence when it comes to the name of Jesus, you agree? Yes, sir. come on. Something is taking place in the spirit realm. I once heard a minister. Uh, give a testimony of an of a, uh, open vision that he had. At, he was in a service, at, I don't know if it was a revival meeting, but he was in a service somewhere. And the presence of, of God was so powerful, and the Lord gave him an open vision that every time the name of Jesus was spoken, he's seen angelic beings go like this and bow down when the name of Jesus was spoken. There's something that happens in the realm of the Spirit when you speak the name of Jesus. Now, again, let me say this. i got to drive this home. And it ties into what I talked about last night at the healing service. The name of Jesus must be spoken out loud, verbally, to be effective against the enemy. It must be released. You must, come on, release the sound of heaven. They recognize the name of Jesus. They recognize the sound of heaven. They recognize when you speak these scriptures, when you speak the word of God, they recognize it. My goodness, as I'm even talking about this, just more revelation of this, the the reality of this is coming forth on the inside of me right now. They recognize, oh hallelujah, when you speak a scripture in the name of Jesus, the harmony of heaven. Oh, think about this. The harmony of heaven. They recognize it. Oh, I could just camp out on that. Ooh, wow! I'm having a personal revival up here myself. Fourth scripture, First John three eight. Turn there with me. Talking about spiritual warfare scriptures, First John three eight. Oh, that's before Second John, by the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it says this, he who sins, or that literally means he who makes a lifestyle of sinning is of the devil. In other words, there's no change in an individual. There's no evidence there, all right? Is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Satan and demon spirits hate this verse because it proclaims the eternal victory of Christ over the enemy. That literally means to loose, to destroy, means that Jesus has loosed us from the grip of the devil. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, Satan's power over Christians has been shattered destroyed we've been loosed loosed say freedom Freedom. we've got a new daddy in Christ though at times the devil's schemes in our life might seem effective but by faith we can claim ultimate victory over the enemy really this verse listen to me This verse is uh, dealing with the topic of legal rights. Legal rights. I don't know if you knew it or not, but Satan's a legalist. Huh? How many of you know there's truths in the Word of God, but we got to do something to activate these laws? Now, sin is a legal right or an open door for the enemy to gain entrance into our life. Legally speaking, legally, Jesus stripped the devil of every legal right that he would claim over mankind. The Bible says Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Is everyone saved right now? Of course not. Because you've got to tap into it by faith. Legally, it's done. Legally, get, listen to me. Jesus isn't climbing back on a cross again. It's finished, Jesus said. But now you've got to tap into it legally speaking like i said Jesus stripped the devil of every legal right that he would claim over mankind but listen experientially we must tap into that benefit that that is one of the things where christians get tripped up well they think that they there's nothing for them to do Jesus did it all i, I don't have to do anything i don't have to uh you know come against the enemy i don't have to loose you know speak the word of god over my life well don't look now but your life is a mess because you haven't been doing that amen Come on. Jesus has effectively paid for the sin of mankind every sin you go home today you sin you, you go out in this parking lot someone cuts you off in the parking lot uh, you sin uh, <laughs> Jesus paid for that sin yeah. are you hearing me yeah. it's paid in full isn't that good to know Jesus' whole purpose for coming to this earth is summed up in this one verse. I love it. To destroy the works of the devil. Now Jesus is counting on us as his ambassadors to enforce that legal right that we have through him. That makes sense to you? We need to enforce that now. We need to advance the kingdom of God. Number five. James 4, 7. Turn there with me. James chapter 4, verse 7. And simply put, it says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Say will. I I don't see the word maybe in there. I don't see the word won't in there. I see the word will. He will. If you submit to God, the devil will flee from you. Now, either God's telling the truth or he's a liar. Right. Right, there. Right. right? Either the word of God is true or it's false and we're wasting our time. And like I always say, we need to put our fat pants on and go watch reruns of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> but we know that God is true. We know that his word is true. And you know, sometimes we just get, our minds get foggy, especially when an attack is there. And we just need to remind ourselves of this truth that, you know, God is not sleeping. N- nothing that has happened in your life has taken him by surprise. Are you hearing me? Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and He will flee from you. Satan and demonic spirits hate the scripture because they know if a Christian continues to resist them, to resist the enemy, by obeying the word of God, there will be no place given to the enemy in that person's life. Now, listen, you gotta catch this now. That doesn't mean just a one time ordeal. The meaning of the verb resist there implies a continual, a continual resistance. I would say that's pretty important in the context of this verse, wouldn't you? Yeah. Devil, I rebuke you, command you to leave. Oh, see, it should be done. Uh, there are times when you need to continually resist. It's almost, you get the picture where you're, you're, you're just constantly holding back, holding, standing your ground. It's a continual resistance. Not just a one time declaration or a one time action. We must continue to enforce the word of God and the authority of the name of Jesus. Listen to me. Even when it initially appears that the enemy may not be obeying the command. You just hang in there. You keep doing it. Yes, sir. You've got to believe there's power in the Word of God. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. And plainly, bluntly put, many Christians throw in the towel simply because they are discouraged by, by what they see in the natural. Instead of standing their ground resisting... You know what happened to those individuals? They were deceived by their natural senses. Right. Oh, that's a good word. We're called to walk by faith and not by sight. Are you hearing me? We're called to walk by faith and not by sight. You can, I don't know if you know or not, but you can be deceived by your natural senses. That's why the Bible says walk in the Spirit. That just came to me. Just came to me. That connection just came. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My, 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 my. Persistent resistance to Satan and evil spirits, sickness and disease, come on somebody, brings about the eventual surrender of the enemy. Now we need to use this verse to demand that Satan leave you alone. Leave your family, leave your body. Are you hearing me? But we need to fulfill the requirements of that verse by, first of all, submitting yourself to God. We need to be obedient to the Word of God. We need to be obedient to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. And listen to this. Some people, I'm telling you, some people get so far in the ditch, they think that they can go and hang out in bars and all this stuff, and then they can just throw out a flip it. In the name of Jesus, devil, I command you to leave. And they think that they're okay. Are you hearing me? But listen to me. When you are obeying the word of God, when you're being a doer of the word of God, listen to me, you are actively resisting the devil. People think that this is just talking about word. Oh, I resist you, devil. I resist you, devil. And there's not a shred of holiness in their life. But when you are actively obeying the word, putting it into action in your life, are you hearing me? You are actively resisting the devil. And he knows that. And that's why the devil hits the holiness mes- message so hard. Are you hearing me? You know, you know, you know what holiness some people masquerade or, or they cover up the word holiness and they try to use the excuse of legalism. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's talking about holiness. Oh, he's talking about legalism. Well, well, listen to me. In the holiness area, some people have gone into the ditch. Oh, you got to wear skirts all the time, women. Oh, you can't wear makeup. You're going down. I heard someone told me that, that there, there's a ministry where the, some visitors showed up at a ministry and the first day they were there, someone came up to the, to the wife and said, you're going to hell because you got makeup on your face. <laughs> Lord, help us. Come on, body of Christ, wake up. Wake up. Let's stay in the center of the road here. Amen? So you got people who go on that side of the ditch, then you got the ones who go on the other side, and, and you can't even talk about homosexuality being wrong without being legalism. Give me a break. Let's get in the middle of the road. Amen? Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, number 6, the sixth one. Hebrews 4 verse 12. Are you getting anything out of this today? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now this scripture says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This is (laughs) power-packed verse right here. All right. Satan and demon spirits hate this scripture because their evil agenda is defeated when we quote God's word in spiritual warfare. Like Jesus said to Satan, it is written. That should be a phrase that is in every Christian's vocabulary. It, devil, it's written. It's written. See, the devil doesn't care about your stinking opinion. That is, if it's not in line with the Word of God. He just does what he wants to keep you away from the Word. It's all about keeping you away from the Word. Why? Because the Word of God is living, it's powerful, and sharper than any two edged sword. Know what that's talking about? In the spirit realm. Right. Amen. Oh, hallelujah! <laughs> oh, glory. Every time you speak a scripture, it's like a sword that comes double edged sword, sharper than any two edged sword hallelujah now because the word of God can divide soul and spirit how many of you knew uh, or know that we as humans we are a spirit being we possess a soul mind will and emotions and we live in a physical body did you know that all right and the Word of God is able to divide soul and spirit. It is able to reach the heart of those who are in bondage. I've seen this so many times in deliverance ministry. There's a person like that, that no condemnation in Christ one. When we would speak that, it's like just a freedom would come. Why? Because you're separating the soul and spirit. Truth from error. Some people, their their minds, they're they're just so attacked in their mind. You speak a scripture, oh, guess what? Here comes that double-edged sword, and it separates the truth from error, and they see finally, wow, I've been believing a lie. Are you hearing me, somebody? Now, this might sound strange to some, but this was the Holy Ghost. There have been times in an exorcism when I have used the Bible as a sword. There's been times when the uh, demonic spirits manifested, and the Holy Ghost said, put the Bible. Put the Bible on the person's back. So I did. And all of a sudden, I mean, it, it was just touching just real lightly. And all of a sudden, ah, they, they manifest even more. I, now, is that strange in the natural? Yeah, it is. It's stinking weird. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost said to do it. And guess what? Uh, the devil didn't like it very much, all right? Now, you can't make a doctrine out of that. Are you hearing me? All I know is I knew the Holy Ghost said to do it. I did it, and it got results. (laughs) All right? But it's strange, all right? I know that. But how many of you know, listen to me. How many of you know things in the spiritual realm are strange to our natural minds? I mean, it is strange. That's why it says that you can't receive the things of the Spirit with with your natural mind. Amen? Amen? All right, you still love me, all right? <laughs> hey, it's just truth. This the enemy seen it as a sword. All right. Now go to James two nineteen. James two nineteen says, "You believe there is one God. You do well. Even demons believe and tremble." Listen to me. It is a sad day. When Satan and demonic spirits have more reality of the Word of God. And they take the Word of God more seriously than a Christian. You know what I'm saying? It's a sad day. The Bible says we as Christians are God's building. The Holy Ghost lives in us. Amen? Amen. But the fact still remains. Satan and evil spirits, they hate the Word of God. They treble at it. Alright? Now. Now. 7th verse here. John 8:32. John 8:32. This is another one they don't like very much. It says this, Jesus said the, these words, "And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free." Now, Jesus referred to Satan as the father of lies. But Jesus referred to himself, however, as the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Amen. Now, listen to me. The enemy's strength is rooted in deception when attacking a person. That is the greatest weapon that the enemy has, is trying to get a person in deception trying to get them to believe a lie. But when the truth of God's Word is made known, that person is able to pull down the strongholds of the enemy in their life. God said in Hosea 4.6, He said, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And when there is a lack of knowledge, a lie will take its place. Are you hearing me, somebody? Come on. Can you imagine how furious the enemy gets when a person discovers their benefits and authority in Christ? Can you imagine? I mean, can you just see it? In the realm of the Spirit, how they are—they—they they do everything in their power to try to stop that. But I, I read somewhere in the Bible, come on, that the Word of God is not bound. That's right. Oh, and it will accomplish that which god sent it out to do amen hallelujah Hallelujah. and better yet the enemy hates it when the person not only knows and 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 finds the evidence of, of their authority in christ but when they start operating in it someone the holy ghost has given me some someone needs to start commanding the enemy to leave their spouse Commanding, don't give up. I, I hear the I hear the Holy Ghost saying, continual resistance. Don't give up. Someone is close to a breakthrough. I don't know if it's in here or here, but someone you know who it is. Don't give up. Com- continually commanding them to go. Oh, hallelujah. Now, number eight, John sixteen thirteen. Hallelujah. Someone's knees are being healed right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I was on the internet chatting, all, all of a sudden I got a word of knowledge that someone's shoulder was being healed. I typed it right on the chat room. This is, isn't technology awesome? God. Using it all for the glory of God. Amen? Praise God. John 16, 13 says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears... From heaven, from the Father. He will speak. And he will tell you things or show you things to come as the King James says. Satan and demonic spirits hate this verse because they know that a Christian who is led and open to be led by the Holy Spirit will not be deceived. But rather they will have the upper hand or advantage in that spiritual battle. Don't you love it? I mean, this is one of the things I've been praying in my personal walk, in in my personal prayer time is, Lord, show me, reveal to me the tactics that Satan is using, uh, using in my life, in my family, in the people of RCC when I pray for you guys. And Lord, I want to pray more effectively for the people of RCC, more effectively for myself. How many of you ever had that where the Holy Spirit just revealed to you, you didn't see before and all of a sudden a light bulb came on of what the enemy was really working behind the scenes on something? Oh, that is a great feeling when the Holy Ghost shines the light on that. Amen? Show me a Christian that's led by the Holy Spirit and I'll show you a Christian that is bold to confront the forces of evil. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit will position you in direct confrontations with the enemy. Because the victory is yours as a Christian in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, was it not the Holy Spirit who led Jesus into the wilderness where the enemy confronted? Uh, this is why. When, when the Holy Ghost finds a Christian, listen to me, who's bold and who will be faithful to adv- and want to advance the kingdom of God, the, the Holy Ghost will put you in situations, will bring people into your life that you're able to minister to and help. Are you hearing me? Uh, I'm telling you, He just will. When you make that decision and and you start building your knowledge of the Word and you start operating in it, you better believe there's going to be some divine appointments that the Holy Ghost is going to bring you in your path. You're going to have some direct confrontations. But guess what? You'll be prepared for it. There's nothing to fear. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He won't give you any more than you can handle. Are you hearing me, somebody? I got people who are calling for deliverance from California, uh, Arizona. I'm telling you, God will just set up people, glory to God, to minister to. Thank you, Jesus. Number nine, as I'm getting ready to close here. The next scripture that Satan and evil spirits don't like very much is Isaiah 14.12. Isaiah 14.12. Listen to me. Oh, hallelujah. Did you know that when you speak, your words continue on? They never stop going out. Are you hearing me, somebody? How can I explain this? I heard this before. The words continue to go. Now think about, the Bible says that Satan is the prince of the power of the what? The air. When you speak the word of God, you're releasing the word of God into the atmosphere. Think about that. Uh, there's something deeper to that. I can't go into it right now. But there, it's, it's at least something to really meditate on. Alright? Hallelujah. Isaiah 14.12 says this, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations? This scripture is a reminder of the stupidity of the enemy and their eternal defeat. They suffered when they rebelled against God in heaven. They're pretty foolish, aren't they? They were in heaven? I mean, real, Satan, Lucifer he was. Now we call him Satan. But Lucifer was the praise and worship leader of heaven. In the glory of God. Yet him and a whole bunch of other imps, come on now, rebelled against God stupid stupid and their defeat is eternal there's no hope for them are you hearing me somebody i want you to notice that it says that lucifer now called satan was cut down to the ground say ground now compare that with the scripture i mentioned earlier luke 10 19 that we will tread on serpents and scorpions that verse was talking about trampling over Satan and evil spirits. Hallelujah. This is a great verse to bring up to uh, Satan and to demonic spirits when they try to remind you of, their, of your past. And you need to remind them of their past stupidity and their future defeat in the lake of fire. Are you hearing me, somebody? Somebody. When they try to remind you of your past, remind them of their future. The lake of fire. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. My last scripture here. I mean, there's other ones we could bring up, but these ones really hit home in the area of spiritual warfare and deliverance. Number 10, last one, is Ephesians six eleven. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. This is a great admonition from the Lord. You know, when when our Creator tells us to do something, you know, we better start doing it. (laughs) He he knows best, amen? He knows best. I mean, you know, like with our children. You know, we see danger ahead and we tell them not to do something or whatever, but yet they go ahead anyways. Well, they should have listened. Well, God looks down at us and says, just listen to me. I can lead you into victory, amen? Here it is, Ephesians 6.11. Put on the whole armor of God. Not just one piece. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able, say able, to stand against the wiles of the devil. Satan and demons hate this scripture because they know that the armor of God cannot be penetrated by them. And every tactic of their warfare is useless as long as we keep that spiritual armor on. But listen to me. I want you to notice this out of this scripture. I want you to notice that if you don't have the whole armor, say whole armor, of God on, you will not be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. All right? The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation oh you know what pops in my mind is thought life the helmet the helmet around your mind the thought life is so important if you're going to walk in the benefits of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God Uh, you know the whole armor we got some spiritual streakers in the body of Christ they're walking around spiritually naked you know what I'm saying They maybe got one piece on and they're just walking around there, you know, it's like, come on. We need the whole armor of God. And you know, it would do us well just to sit down and say, All right, Lord, you know, show me areas. The belt of truth. The belt of truth is interesting because the belt in Bible days was what kept the garments up. And if they didn't have a belt, they tripped. They tripped. They tripped. They they couldn't walk. They tripped over themselves. Have you ever heard that phrase? They tripped over their own lie. People got this from the Bible. The belt. Come on somebody, the belt of truth. We need the belt of truth if we're going to walk righteously on this earth. Walk victoriously on this earth. And then Ephesians, it, it goes on to say, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. But anyways, I just gave you some things just to chew on. Chew on them throughout the week. And I want you to make an effort to memorize and meditate on these scriptures. We must learn how to use the Word of God to be overcomers on this earth. To overcome sin, the world, and the devil. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are awesome in this place. Oh, His presence is just lingering in this place. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now maybe there's someone in here, you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Maybe there's someone watching on the internet, you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Because you might not have a tomorrow. You really, you don't know when you're going to take your last breath. And if you want to make him Lord of your life, if you're in this place and you want to make him Lord of your life, just meet me over there by the drum set those of you watching online if you want to make Jesus Lord of your life just simply pray God I'm a sinner I I realize that I am a sinner but I believe now that Jesus Christ is the son of God he died on the cross he shed his blood for me he was buried and he rose again on the third day and Jesus is alive and it's that Jesus that I confess as Lord and Savior of my life. Fill me, baptize me with your Holy Spirit. I want to live for you the rest of the days of my life. Use me, Lord, for your glory. Maybe there's someone in here. You made Jesus Lord of your life a while back, but you have backslidden. You can turn that music up. This is a powerful song. People got just keeping the flow going here.
1: Hallelujah.
0: If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, I want you to meet me over in this corner. And let's just settle it today to have a new beginning. So to get you out of that self-condemnation, that guilt that you've been holding on to, let's just start brand new today. If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism and with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, it's a Bible experience. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism or learn more about that experience, I want you to meet me over here. Now, maybe you missed the healing service last night. You have something that's going on in your body, something going on even in your soul, in your mind, will, and emotions, and you can't shake it. Maybe you feel like you have a demon or demons on the inside that have been tormenting you. We can take care of that in Jesus' name. I want you to come forward if you need healing for your body, soul, any area of your life, prayer for anything, just come forward. And as the music plays, just worship the Lord. Close your eyes. If you're not coming up here, close your eyes, lift your You know what? I'll just open up the altar. If you want to come and worship the Lord down here, come down. The presence of the Lord is so powerful. But if you want prayer for any of those things, meet me in this corner. Hallelujah.
1: Other ti you
0: hallelujah we got some prayer requests online you guys can continue to worship the Lord right now I pray for my cousin Gabby who has cancer I command every cancer cell to die in your body Gabby in the name of Jesus Christ I command that spirit of death that is latched onto you to be loose from that spirit right now in Jesus mighty name right now in father God take Gabby and her husband And the whole family that they would come into a deeper knowledge of your word in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And Lord I pray for my cousin. I pray for my cousin. Who Lord God is falling in to lesbianism. I command that spirit of homosexuality. That spirit of lesbianism. That spirit of confusion. That spirit of deception. I command you to loose. Loose my cousin right now in the name of Jesus. Devil, you won't have her. You loose her now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray right now, have a request, yes, for my precious grandparents. They're driving to Florida right now. They're in Atlanta area. Lord, I pray you would encamp my grandma and grandpa, their vehicle with your holy angels right now. Lord, fill their vehicle with your presence right now. Lord, I pray revival would hit them. I know they, they they love the Lord. I know. But Lord, take them deeper. Take them deeper, Lord, and protect them and give them a great time this winter in Florida. And Lord, if it's your will, I pray that they would fly me down there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Oh, now, we pray for Lisa's mom. Lisa's mom, mom, Penny. She's in the hospital. And... Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. The doctors say that her mom has one month or less to live? I don't think so. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the word curse of those doctors. Oh. I Here we go. From last night, I condemn that word curse. It will go no further I renounce those wor- the word curses of all those doctors any family members with those negative words and Lord let your miracle working power flow through Penny right now Lord may the doctors know that it's by your spirit in the name of Jesus that has made her whole I command every organ in Penny's body to come to life right now every chemical In in Penny's body, be normal. I command the blood to be cleansed. Lord, I pray you'd give her a heart that's stronger than a horse. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, fill that room where Penny's at with your glory and strengthen Lisa, her daughter, right now. We come into agreement for Penny's miracle, and we are not giving up. We will resist you, devil. And we speak life over Penny and she will live in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And someone's watching from New Zealand right now. Wow. Dorothy from New Zealand. Oh, glory to God. She has a skin condition and needs healing. And also needs prayers concerning her broken heart, her broken will and emotions. Uh, from damaging memories of the past. Stretch your hands toward New Zealand right now. I command that devil that's attacking your skin to go in Jesus' name right now. Lord, I pray that you would give her skin. I pray that you would give Dorothy skin that is healthy as baby skin. Smoother than baby skin, Lord. Oh, glory. And Lord God, every part of Dorothy be healed. Body, soul, and spirit. Lord, that brokenness in her heart. I pray that your spirit would flow in her heart right now. And that you would mend her emotions. Mend her broken heart. Bind up, Lord, that broken heart. We loose the anointing through that computer screen right now. Oh, glory. That anointing that heals body, soul, and spirit. That anointing that brings wholeness to the whole man glory to God wholeness to the whole person of Dorothy Lord right now in New Zealand oh I thank you Lord that there is no distance in prayer that the oceans can't separate us there is no distance in prayer so Dorothy be healed and every person who's watching right now Lord I just feel this right now Lord let a wave of your anointing be loose through that camera Lord, oh let a wave of your anointing be loose let the wind, the breeze of the Holy Ghost flow upon that person now whatever they need Lord to bring them over into victory let your healing power flow in the name of Jesus Christ my goodness this place is filled with God's angels right now korubushatiko Pastor James. Pastor James, that was the exact prophecy that came Friday night, right here. That the healing would be, and then I spoke it to you over in your office uh, Saturday. That the healing would be, the healing would be, in the body, but then in the spirit. And she has called clear from New Zealand, and that was the prophecy that was in this house. The Lord already had me praying for James because I couldn't yeah. attend the service. There will be healing in the body, but also in the spirit, man. There in it the is, realm Dorothy. Of emotions, there it is. Take in it. the realm of emotions. Oh, hallelujah! Right now, there it all is. All the way to New Zealand. The Lord, Lord. had already planned for you, ma'am. This program to see this service right here yes. and to participate with us, He has called you to healing right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory! Now we also we gotta pray for one of our own. Uh, B is in the hospital; she's having some pneumonia uh, issues right now. So right now, Lord, stretch your hands or stretch your hands, people, toward the hospital area right there. Over here. Right over there. In the name of Jesus. Father, let your healing anointing flow upon B. I command that pneumonia, whatever it is, come out in Jesus' mighty name right now. Lord, I pray her lungs would be strengthened. Lord, that you would clear her lungs in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your glory fill that hospital room right now, Lord. That she would be out, and Lord God, she would be able to get out, walk around, run around, Lord God, and have no problems breathing in the name of Jesus. So devil, you loose her in Jesus' mighty name. Play the, Keep playing the music. we got more people to pray for. Keep playing. Take me
1: to the place where you are Where my burdens fall down at your feet your spirit comes to carry me Take
0: on Wednesday. Tell everyone out there for Thanksgiving week. There's no service. Alright? And uh, make sure you check the bulletins and sign up sheets on the back. Those of you watching online, thank you for watching. You'll see us next time. Be blessed. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah.